Whenever you call me, I'll be there. Weirdo. I'm singing a break song. Yeah. All the around. All the around. Well, Whenever let's start this me, before be things there. get crazy. Whenever you need me, I'll be there. Give me a second. I'll be around. What's Hi. up? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. How are you? Good. Oh. <laughs> I love our show, man. I love our show. This is the magic of doing it live. <laughs> it really is. This is really the magic of doing it live. Hey, real talk. It's not topic. Have you ever had kombucha? Kombucha tea? Kombucha? Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, I've had kombucha. Kombucha is good depending on the flavor. Bro, kombucha tastes like beer. I don't like beer. Nah, it depends on the flavor, man. Uh, this one, I definitely. It's like a whole bottle. It says service size in one bottle. Okay. Everything good. Everything good. All right, we good? Everything's good. Yeah, sorry. I'm like trying to prop my phone up on like a. Like a stand, so I don't have to keep, you know, like holding it like this, and it just toppled over. <laughs> we're so gonna do, me. we're gonna do the intro real quick. What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of that Mo Show. I am your host Hitch Montana with my co-host. Got me. Hey, appreciate y'all tuning in with us once again. As always, that Mo Show talking to you by you guys about music, music over everything, and. Because of music, we have a special guest part of the show with us today. Tell everybody who you are. Hi, everyone. My name is Nola Young. I'm a singer-songwriter residing in New Jersey. Um, yeah, and I just make, uh, I would say, like, kind of a mix between alternative R&B slash folk type of uh, vibe. And I'm really excited to be here. So thank you guys for inviting me. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for being a part of the show with us. And let's yeah. let's not be modest. You make dope R and B dope music. Aw, dope R and B music. You got you got your single out that you dropped a few months ago. The video is popping on YouTube. How, All right. <laughs> how have things been going for you lately? Good. I'm just working really hard. I'm trying to finish this project that I'm working on um, called American Girl. If you guys could just excuse me, I'm just going to uh, turn the AC off so I can hear you a little better. Sorry. Okay, that's better. Yeah, so I'm working on this project called American Girl. I've been working on it for like two years straight. Um, and yeah, I'm just really focused on that. And then, you know, like I'll it's weird with artists because I know we're supposed to be on social media and like share our craft with a lot of people. But right now I'm really just in that artist zone where I'm keeping to myself and really just finishing up something that I truly feel like represents myself and, you know, art. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how it is when you get into album mode, right? You, you, you hide, yeah. you isolate yourself, you get focused and you work on what you, what you, what you know. Mm hmm. But it's like it's weird because the game has changed these days, you know, so everything's all about uh, content and singles, 
or I'm really just thinking more about an album. So I have this album that I'm working on called American Girl. And basically, it's uh, kind of like a coming to age sort of project. It's my first full length because I've only done EP so far. So, you know, it's like just an accomplishment for myself. I know people don't really listen to full length albums like that, but I can just say for myself, like, yes, I finished a full length album. Um, and it's basically about like me being a parent of, I mean, a, me being a daughter of immigrants and how there's different kinds of versions of American girls. So, um, you know, like a lot of the songs are stories of my childhood and stuff. And like I plan to interview my parents and they're coming to America story. So, yeah, I think it just like a lot of people will be able to relate to that, too, especially in today's day and age. You know, it's, there's gonna... really no one definition of that. So for yeah. sure, for sure. That's, that sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. Now, <clears throat> you are your origins take place in South Korea, right? Yes, my parents are from South Korea. Got but you. I was born here, so yeah, hence okay. American Girl. <laughs> so, how much of the roots uh, play a part in your in your sound today? Play a part in the music you make? So that question is very um, like could mean so many things. Like, what do you mean by my roots? You know, like is it like music from South Korea or? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to answer that question, except that, like, the way that I grew up, I remember, like, my first album I ever bought was TLC. And I did go through a phase where I was hanging out with a lot of my peers or Korean-Americans. And, like, I listened to a lot of uh, Korean music at the time. But it was also emulating American music. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, at the end of the day, still, like, a lot of my influences are just, you know, American music. I got you. I yeah. Got you. Um, how did it all start? Take us through the journey and how you got into becoming the singer-songwriter that you are. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I started off knowing that I wanted to sing from a very young age. And I just went to, I went to music school for college. Um, I never ended up finishing that degree, but I went as an opera singer. Wow. Yeah, and then I just... I was like, I swore to myself that this is the path that I wanted to take. And I was like, you know, I really want to be this amazing opera singer. Um, but I just realized it was like just too dramatic and too much drama. You had to wear costumes and all these things. And I guess like organically, I really just stumbled onto uh, like writing in my journal, writing poems and just somehow attempted to write my own song. And it just felt more authentic and more of who I am to like tell my own stories rather than pretend to be like somebody else. So yeah, ever since then, it's just been, <laughs> I don't know, many years of trying to discover my sound, my craft, my songwriting sucked for <laughs> many years. So it took a long time to kind of hone that. Um, my singing also improved tremendously. So, you know, it, it took a lot of hard work. I can't say that I was just like born with natural I mean, yes, I was born with natural gifts, but it also took me wanting it and working towards it. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Yeah. So you going to school for opera, you are not just a singer, but you are musically trained. Yeah, but it's weird because, like, I don't really, like, use any of my... I don't really, like, 
write charts or anything like that. I just do it very like, here, I'll send you a recording, very like pop style. But yeah, I have some knowledge of like chord, chord music theory and chord progressions and stuff like that. But not like super advanced, I would say like, yeah, yeah like beginning levels of jazz. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, but now yeah. listening to your music, I get a big sense of, uh, of jazz influence mixed with a little bit of hip hop with mm -hmm. as well as R&B. Am I, am, I, am I off on, on the sound? Um, that's just like, I don't know if it's, I think it's just my personality. Like I can't really be tied down to one sound, but I would say yes. Like, I, like for the longest time as a younger artist, I would always feel like, oh, I have to have a sound that defines me. And at this point, I'm just like, like I'm, you know, I've been doing this for a while now. Um, and I just, at this point, I just stop fighting whatever comes to me, you know, like, so yes, I would say that is a very big part of my sound. I'm, I'm particularly good at singing like that sort of Nina Simone type of blues, like that sort of smoky type of, you know, like in a dark room type of blues. Um, so yes, I would say that sound is heavily influenced in my music, which is the jazz, quote unquote jazz that you're hearing. Um, but you know, like the latest kind of, the latest music I've been making has a lot of acoustic guitar and it's sounding a little folky and, you know, like I'm, I'm not fighting it. It's just coming out, so yeah. But yes, I would say the jazz thing is definitely a big part of my identity and will always be there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we are now focused. We're now in album mode. Mm -hmm. American Girl has American Girl is now in the process of coming out. Mm -hmm. We have released a few singles. I know um, you have the video for Long Drives Out, and you have the EP. You have the EP that you came out with. Yeah, wow. Um, <laughs> well, you have the you have the one eight hundred fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, what is the biggest difference that you could explain to people when it comes to thought process for an EP versus an album? Because we know we know that with that with the EP, you have a shorter number of tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, but for those who are, I guess, novice to music. What is the major difference when it comes to a songwriter and what they're doing in the process or what their their what their focus is in the process for an EP versus an album? Hmm. I don't know how to answer that question. Honestly, I think I think it's different for every artist, obviously. But for me personally, this album I'm not I haven't really thought about it like oh I'm gonna create an album I just kind of was like writing songs writing songs and not really thinking about a vision until I let it happen to me organically and then all of a sudden it just like came to me I was like okay I see where I'm going with this and this is like I came up with the concept it just I did not force it it really just that's <laughs> I don't know if that's a good enough answer but basically I just let it happen organically and trusting in the universe that this is supposed to flow through me. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the difference is between an EP and a LP. Like with 1-800-FANTASY, it just felt instinctively right to end it at five songs. So it's just more like, a, I don't know, intuition. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
it, like you said, it's more, it's organic, you know, mm -hmm. Once you, you let it come to you and you, and you move with it as it, as it flows. Yeah. So definitely completely understand. What is your, so I know my kid, my, my, my co-host likes to ask this question a lot, but when, when it comes to writing music, what is your process? Do you, um, how would you ask the question, Kat, when it comes to writing process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually the question I was about to ask. Um, so when it comes to making your songs, walk us through the songwriting process. Okay, so every song is birthed a little differently, but uh, there is like one technique that I've been using a lot for this my most recent songs. Um, so I'll like be like even like watching a movie or something, and I'll just like come up with catchy phrases or or sayings or like little like word pieces almost like if you're like shopping at a thrift store i really love thrifting so say you're shopping at a thrift store it's like a treasure hunt right and you find like a really cool and unique piece and then you're like oh i found a piece so i kind of think about words in the same way and i'll just make a list of like song titles right and then um and then when it comes down to writing the actual song like the music has to inspire me and whatever happens when I hear the, the actual music, like if there's an actual, like it's more like a flow, right? So I'll come up with the flow first. I call it like almost like um, gibberish or you just start singing gibberish. It's, a, it's just a natural flow. And then I look at the list of song titles that I've collected and it kind of just like put it together, if that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So the, collecting the the song titles really helps because it's just it makes my lyrics more rich and more full and interesting and colorful instead of just having generic stuff. Sometimes generic lyrics are okay in my opinion if it really flows with the music because the most important thing I feel like with songwriting is that it shouldn't it doesn't matter how it reads on paper it's really more about how you hear it right in real time so if there's generic lyrics but it sounds beautiful and it flows and it works then it's okay that's that's my opinion but yeah i hope that hope that answers your question but that's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much so, my huh oh yeah yeah so you'll have like basically the titles are like topics so once you yeah, find what all flows well, not just like titles but like It'll be just like sayings, um, like a, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like I wrote down like broke down street, right? And then I'll like actually use that in my lyric. Cause I'll have a list of broke down street. Then I'll say like pale moon or something like that. And then I'll like kind of, it's just like little things that kind of like trigger your brain as you're sitting down with the music to help you come up with ideas. Yeah. Now, earlier you mentioned how part of being a singer-songwriter also has to do with posting content mm -hmm. and having to be online and having to build up some type of influence or some type of following. Does that, does that part of your creativity or I guess... Um, does that part of the music for you weigh in when it comes to your overall creativity? So, like, mm -hmm. I guess, let me ask it this way. We have Instagram, we have TikTok, and we all know that a lot of times TikTok is now the wave in order to get things popping for an artist, for anybody who wants to build up a following. Um, 
does it do you take that into consideration though when you're making your music like do you look at it and say mm -hmm. this gonna pop on instagram is this gonna pop on tiktok um me personally no <laughs> i don't give a fuck oh i'm sorry i should have cursed but no i don't i do it i do it for the art but i will say one thing so as i was writing like these songs not knowing which album i was going to place it into there were a couple of songs which i knew are going to be they're like more trendy like i know people are going to gravitate towards it. it's ear candy right so i kind of placed those songs in another album which i'll be working on or not album it could be an ep i'm not sure exactly the vision is unclear but i have a list of songs that i've written that don't fit an american girl that i know are just going to catch so yeah i have some of that for for the people too but for American Girl, it's kind of like, let me just compare it like with food, right? American Girl to me is more like organic. I'm serving you a fully organic meal, you know, where like, you know, farm to table, like I'm really putting the craft into every little piece. And like, it's like, you know what I mean? But as for um, the other stuff, it's more candy coated. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I'll think about that eventually. But when it comes to like, like I, ha I, I try to do both, I guess. Um, but that's not my number one priority, no. Okay. I know at some point I have to shift gears and uh, at some point I'll only be focused on like creating content, you know? But, you know, like, you can only spread yourself so thin. That's, that's my opinion. <laughs> I still haven't become super famous and blown up and successful, so maybe I don't know all the answers, but I just have to do what works for me. That's how I see it. For sure, yeah. for sure. We all, I think we all have to travel down the path that makes the most sense for us mm -hmm. uh, in order to get the results that we're looking for. It's not, it's not necessarily traveling down the road that uh, other people have traveled down. It's the road that makes the most sense for where we feel, where we see our talents going. So absolutely, we completely yeah. understand. Um, so... R&B is big. R&B is big in your life. R and alternative R&B is what you consider the genre that you that you make, right? Yeah, but cool. I always do think there is like a separation between the artist and the listener because like what you guys are hearing, yes, but the stuff I'm creating, maybe a little less R&B these days. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, How overall, so? like uh, neo, like neo soul. Yeah, the stuff I'm creating right now that it hasn't really been released is more, it's more classic, like almost John Mayer sort of a vibe. Ah, yeah. Okay. But R and B will always be an influence, and it'll come back. It's just my phase I'm going through. Yeah. But anyway, like I said, there's a separation between the artist and the listener because you guys don't know where I'm at. You're listening to stuff that I created years ago. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so anyway. So now we have now we have uh, uh, transitioned and now we are now we're evolving. So that's yeah, the evolution you. for sure. For sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with the evolution, who are the influences that you grew up listening to? Who are some of the influences that mm -hmm. you have now when it comes to your art? Uh, grew up listening to. Definitely, like, all 90s stuff, and uh, I fell in love with, like, older soul music at some point. I love, like, jazz, too. I love, like, Sarah Vaughn and, um, I, like, Ella Fitzgerald and all that stuff, and I just love, I don't know. 
Amy Winehouse. I love Lauren Hill. Mm -hmm. I love Nina Simone. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. There's like so many more people, but yeah, the Erica Badu. I I love all her lyrics. Um, but these days, I I listen. I would say like lately, I the the newer stuff that's not R and B as much. Um, been listening to Joni Mitchell. I've been listening to John Mayer. I've been listening to Tracy Chapman. So very earthy, like just a lot of guitar, guitar-driven music. Okay. I yeah. love like that live, live instrumentation sound because it's just not around as much these days. But it's just something that I always resonate with. It's so organic and real. Do you play any instruments? I equally play um the piano and guitar not so well <laughs> i can't word that well but you know what i'm saying <laughs> 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 yeah i i like zap like i could play a few chords but not not amazing <laughs> yeah so when you are when you're when you're choosing the sound to go along with your vocals mm-hmm <laughs> Is there a I mean, me, uh, can I jump in on that question? Because yeah, I got yeah, a question go about that too. Okay, so Hitch and I were predominantly hip hop, right? What was that? So, I said Hitch and I were predominantly hip hop. Oh, right? okay, got you. So hip hop, lo fi, mm -hmm. things of that nature, right? Mm -hmm. So you said something earlier about when you were making the lyrics that the music, you had to have the vibe with the music. So when you're making these songs, is it like similar into not necessarily y'all have beats when you're making like the singing type of music, but is there something similar like to that? Like somebody, maybe they'll send you, hey, I just made this song. It's just all instruments. You go ahead, sing over it, write to it, things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, I'm working with a songwriter for a lot of uh a lot of my next songs and he'll send me a lot of guitar parts it'll be like just like a rough draft of a song you know but no lyrics just like like the music and then yeah people send me beats long drives um was from um uh this producer in portugal and he he sent me that beat and i just sang over it yeah oh. so mm -hmm. i do that sometimes too <laughs> i'll come all the way from portugal Mm -hmm. That is dope. That is dope. Okay. So aside from being a singer-songwriter, you also label yourself as executive producer. Being an executive yeah. producer is, for a lot of people, as entire, well, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but for those who don't know, it's entirely different from being just a producer. You're not just sitting behind a desk. You're not just making a beat or putting together mm -hmm. a a a sound you are yeah. you are in total creative control so to speak right yeah so i mean i wouldn't call myself a producer obviously because i'm not like that's a specialty then i give like producers full credit for that but i'm saying like when i say executive producing it's like i don't just take beats like if i do it's very rare because i am very picky but for the most part for most of my original music i have a vision for it and i like I'm like okay like absolutely no trap drums <laughs> you know what i mean and sometimes i'll like i'll like voice the drum pattern i want these type this type of a sound and like i'll really just sit hand in hand and with uh 
the producer and try to execute the overall vision of the entire enti entirety of the project. You know what I mean? Like I want like a cohesiveness to it and I know what I want. So, you know, it's not like just kind of a guessing game. Like I'm really, ha I really have to, to sit in the driver's seat as well and kind of guide uh, the other creatives that I'm collaborating with. Okay. So. With the other creatives that you are working with, do you, mm -hmm. do you give room for say so? Do you give room for, okay, so you do, do. you allow yeah, them yeah. to speak their piece and say, hey, I think that if you make your arrangement this way, it will sound a little bit better. Yeah, I do. But at the end of the day, if I disagree, then I'm gonna just disagree. <laughs> because I'm yeah, it's just like that's like a life lesson I had to learn. If you really have if you really have a vision for it, then just stick to your guns. You know, you can you can't listen to everyone's opinion. But yes, of course, I, I don't want to turn the faucet like creativity is like a faucet, right? I'm not trying to turn your faucet off. If you have like, you have to let the course of your creative vision run. And if and sometimes it's not going to sound pretty in the beginning, you know, so I'll, I'll let people do their thing. But if it's not what I'm looking for, then I'm going to say that at the end of the day, you know? Right. right. Mm -hmm. Being at this stage in your music career, what would you say is the, um, what would you say is the best part about it at this point in time? Um, being an independent artist, um, well, there's a lot of struggles to it, but I would say the benefits of it is like creative control. I don't have to answer to anyone's timeline, right? I could just be like, I'm gonna put out this music at this time. If if it doesn't work out with my life, then I can push it back, you know? Like, I feel like if I was working with, I don't know, a label or just having certain, a different situation, then I would have to be pressured to, fit into a certain mold, fit a certain timeline. Like here I could just be creative and just be who I really am as a person evolving as an artist, you know? Yeah. It's more authentic, yeah. Okay. So it's being in that creative space and having- I'm in the driver's seat, right? Yeah. <laughs> no one else is like, yeah, making me, producing me. What would you say is the, uh, I guess the dark side of it? The harder side, I wouldn't say dark, well, Okay, yeah, dark side. Um, the struggles of being an independent artist is just trying to stand out, right? There's so many people out here trying to do what I'm trying to do. So it's like, how do you build a brand for yourself? How do you stay consistent when, you know, you are your own boss, right? So you need that, you need somebody to hold you accountable and that's yourself. So <laughs> things like that. Um, and I think the lack of funds, that's, 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 uh, that's tough because honestly, it's very expensive. Like trying to be, especially as a musician, you, you have to think about your music video, um, your music video, mixing, mastering, recording. Well, I record at home, but you know, oftentimes people pay for recording, um, production, if you hire musicians, all kinds of stuff. Right. So it's a little expensive and I've, like spent so many years having a gazillion side hustles like i'm doing it right now <laughs> you know like i have like multiple side hustles so i can fund my dream so that i feel like is a really tough part of being independent for yeah. sure now is for yourself do you want to continue down the path of being an independent artist or would the goal at some point in time get be to get signed to a major label the situation what 
have to be right. Like again, in, in this case, it would really come down to intuition, right? Yeah. Um, if it felt like a bad deal, then I wouldn't sign it. But I would never say no. I'm not never gonna sign to a major label. If if it was the right situation, then I would. Okay. Why not? Like you know, like um, sometimes you have to sacrifice things for. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. It depends. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want to get signed and then you're shelved. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, so it would have to be a very specific situation. Like I wouldn't want to get locked in for years and years in a terrible situation. You know, maybe it could be, I don't know, like a single deal or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But I, never say never. I mean, it would be a great help, you know, Yeah. if it was the right situation. I think getting shelved now at this point in time like, is like really wild if you think about it as an artist. Artists getting shelved at this point in time at I'm getting signed to a major label when there's so much room to mm -hmm. blow yourself up to it it's it's kinda it's kinda like almost as if you're still stuck in the in the older days where you feel like you have to be solely dependent on a label. Um there's independent labels, there's also international labels. You know, that's why I'm not saying no, because it's not it's not just American major labels. There's like that could be you know, there's so many different varieties of it. Yeah. So yeah. now jumping back to the the album, uh, American Girl, have, have you declared a single yet? Or I mean, in the process of finalizing on a single? Yeah, still in the process of there's like a couple that could be. So yeah, I'm still in the process of finalizing it. How important is it to choose the right single for your album to start off the project? probably more important than i'm <laughs> i'm like giving it attention to um yeah i mean it's extremely from a marketing standpoint of course it's extremely important from an artist standpoint and myself it's not as important <laughs> i'm thinking about the entirety of the project and the soul of the, the entirety of the project and what yep. it means to me. But yes, from a marketing standpoint, absolutely. The single is very important. That's most likely what everyone's going to be listening to. <laughs> so, But I'll probably have more than one, in my opinion. Like, I'll probably have, like, a, a few different singles. Yeah. Are you... So, <clears throat> I know you don't want to give us too much detail into the album, obviously, for good reason that you, you want to you want to make sure that it is protected and it is secure. I mean, uh, I can tell you, there's a couple of songs I already released that will be on it, like the past two singles that, um, not past two, I did Dearly Beloved and Something About You will be on it. And then I'm going to release another song, Lonely, um, at the end of this month, which will also be on it. Yeah. Now, I'm I'll just... What? I never planned for those songs to be on the album. It just like re I realized it fit. So and I had previously already scheduled all the releases. So it's unconventional, but yeah, it's still part of the American Girl family. That's how I look at it. One thing I will say about the music that you have released thus far is you seem to be very chill, very laid back, like mm -hmm. very. Let's just kick it and vibe. Let's have a good time and. Hey, if we're feeling each other, then we're feeling each other. If that's the road that we go down, then that's the road that we go down. Uh, <laughs> and, and it, and it sounds no, for real. And it sounds really dope. Like 
honestly, um, listening to your music is, is is cool. Like listening to the the hip hop vibe of things, as well as hearing the melodies and and you singing to them. Mm-hmm. For for me and Cat to be for us to be heavily influenced by hip hop, it draws our attention. Obviously, it's one of the things that gets us. Um, but it, it works. How did that sound come about for you? Was it was it something you that just ended up happening and it created for you, or was it something that you curated over time? Uh, honestly, it just happened because I never really um, purposely try to have any hip hop influence. But I will say that I love boom bap sort of drums. I love like Jay Dilla drums and. MPC anything like I always ask producers that I mean I'm like do you ha- do you play the MPC <laughs> like there's just something about it that's just so organic it has a punch I just love the 90s I love 90s hip-hop in general I listen to it all the time just like oh nice <laughs> yeah um like I said I hate trap drums like I tell people no I hate trap drums um but I love 90s 90s hip-hop okay. I like Jay-Z I like um I was I listened to like digging in the crates. I don't know if you know them. It's like no. a conglomerate of like uh, rappers in the late '90s, early 2000s. Like Big L was a part of it, which is very and Fat Joe also. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just love '90s hip hop. I went through like a Lil Kim phase. <laughs> She's dope. Like her flow is crazy. I don't. She's like her lyrics are sometimes insane, but. Um, yeah so who is if we could go there for a moment who is your top five not in hip-hop though who is your top five in r&b like it's always changing that's why it's so hard but oh um throughout all time i've already mentioned lauren hill amy winehouse erica badu um all time, that's so tough. I love Donny Hathaway. Um, Stevie Wonder. Okay, he would definitely be in the top five for sure. Yeah. So you got, <laughs> we got Lauren. You got Donny Hathaway. You got Stevie Wonder. Who Amy was, Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. Who was the other one? You uh, Erica Badu. Erica Badu. Badu. Oh, those are those are superstar choices. Mm-hmm. Superstar choices. I like that. Um, in your writing process, I know you said that usually a name, an idea will come to you. You'll you'll start rambling. You'll start mumbling. You'll start mm-hmm. coming up with little um, ideas for the title. Now, when you are when you finally get into, it's time to record. Mm-hmm. Time for me to put this down. Do you lock yourself away in the studio um, and get into a place where I'm just going to listen to it over and over again until I start writing the words down? Or do you finally get the words written down and then start laying the, and then wait till the beat comes to you? Because, you know, for some people, it's one, it's, it's, for, it's one side or the other for, for, for a lot of people. I'm going to wait till the beat comes to me and then I'm going to write the lyrics or I'm going to write the lyrics and then I'm going to wait for the, and then I'm going to. 
Um, what do you? I'm not sure what you mean by when your the beat comes to you, but oh, the I'll melody. Just, Sorry, not the beat. Oh, the melody. Oh, what? Before I record vocals, I have the melody and lyrics already written down. Everything I've like sang it in my, like sang it out loud multiple times until it feels good. But uh, laying it down, like and recording it, it's. I feel like. Sometimes I'm like singing it in my head or singing it out loud. I'm like, I don't know how it's gonna sound. And then I lay it down and I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Just because like, like I'll have like all these kind of background vocal ideas and that makes such a big difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, but I have it fully locked down in my mind before hitting the mic, for sure. Mm -hmm. So are there, oh, let me ask, so, okay, so let me go this route. Everybody has little pieces of, of some things that trigger their, their creativity, whether it's a childhood memory, whether it's I have a core group of friends and those group of friends are always popping, giving me ideas. Where does your creativity come from? Who, what, who or what are the stimulants of your creativity? Life, I don't know. Trauma? <laughs> Trauma, okay. Or just like hardships or life or just, I don't know, any really just life. Like I, it's so hard for me to write a song that I don't truly authentically feel right now in my life. So sometimes I go through major spells of writer's block because I can't, and I, I have people, a lot of times people are like, why don't you write for other artists? I'm like, it's just, I struggle with writing from a different perspective. I, it's every, very authentic to what I'm going through. So I don't know, really just life. So I just, you know, I used to be so aggressive about like, oh, I got to work on my career. I got to stay home all the time, write songs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm not, I mean, I still work really hard, but if I don't beat myself up for things taking time because I realize like I have to live my life, I can die tomorrow. And that's what inspired, that is the reason why I sing, right? That's, that's, music in general that's art is a reflection of your life and life should be like i want to fully live it so um i work really hard but i don't beat myself up if i uh yeah if i'm not like oh my god i didn't write like a gazillion songs this week because <laughs> yeah but for me it's really just life that's what that's what inspires me now when you get stuck in that writer's block how do you mm -hmm. get out of it I just stopped trying to write. <laughs> I'll, I'll try a few more times. I'm like, okay, I really can't write. Then I'll just, you just got to step away. Yeah, because it, it seems, because it, my, my co-host Kat is a rapper also, and he's talked to uh, he's talked to me about times where he's gotten stuck, uh, mm -hmm. the, where the pen hasn't come out the way that he wanted it to, and he's gone blank for a moment. Mm -hmm. So, so taking the pressure off you would say works the best taking the pressure off and i think that that writing exercise that i was telling you guys, telling you guys about earlier about like just writing a list of lyrical like um like jewelry i guess or like you know like treasures like uh you could be watching a movie and just be like come up with like a word combination and just keep writing it down i think that exercise would really help if you're in a writer's block don't focus so much on writing the song, but just kind of like think of catchphrases and just write it down in your notebook. List after list. 
and then later on reapproach trying to write that song after some time has passed you need fresh ears too like there the ear fatigue thing is a real thing you can't just like force feed yourself to write a song you know what i mean in my opinion so i think going for a walk or something like that little things like that you gotta not try so hard it has to flow through you it sounds yeah, like for everybody listening that write songs they get blocks write down i write down lines like if a line comes to me i'll write it down yeah like you'll be on the bus or the train you know like just write and then it when you're writing and you get stuck mm -hmm. just look at it it's hard it was always hard for me to start so i would always go to my list find something in there and be like okay we'll start with this and then we just go from there exactly that's literally what the same thing that with the song titles yeah that's that's what it is just make a list of like uh word exercises yeah. word combinations are there i want to hold on let me let me ask this question yeah go for it all right so you do covers as well right so what do you what is more difficult is it doing the cover more difficult because people most people know the song that you're covering and kind of already have like an opinion of the song mm -hmm. so you'll perform it your way but do you still have to try to keep some of like how that original song was or is just making a new song completely for scratch more difficult? Uh, I just try to think about it, making it flowing through me and my own version of it. The way that I'm going to sing it is going to be so different than the way another singer is going to sing it. Um, oftentimes, I don't have like I don't have a ton of time to put into because I have two jobs right now, but I don't have a ton of time to put like my full a creative effort into the covers but if i did like i would do all kinds of different background vocal interpretations and stuff like that but i don't try to i don't try to make it sound like anything other than what feels natural to me but i do it for i do it for the people like you say because people recognize cover songs and they want to see you sing live so yeah <laughs> do you enjoy doing the covers just as much as you and do you do writing your own no i definitely i'm definitely more of a writer <laughs> yeah sure. yeah i got you i like to i like creating something fresh absolutely yeah. yeah. it, there's a magic to it right coming up with something that is your own creating mm -hmm. thing that you that you are proud of it's the best feeling when you actually have completed uh, an, an idea that like I don't know it's just such a it's such a rush after you like laid down something that you're like oh my god that's amazing you know such a good feeling <laughs> now it's like you package your feelings and your thoughts into this beautiful art thing you know yeah I think that's what art is right yeah all forms yeah. of it all forms of it um <laughs> Yeah, I lost my question. Um, oh man, I think it. Yeah, it, it left me. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, my bad. My bad. No, no, no. I I wanted to make sure. I I wanted to make sure I heard what what Noah was saying, and then and, and when I did, I put my I put my question on the shelf, and I was like, and then I I forgot where I put it after that. Couldn't bring it back. <laughs> you shelf it. Yeah, shelf it. <laughs> um, 
So who's your? I got you while you think about yeah. it. So who's your? Uh, I guess who would be your favorite artist to cover? I know you've done a couple of different artists, but if you just had to pick one, who is like your favorite that you covered? Of all time. Just out of all the people that you covered. Oh, that I've covered. Um. I I can't I can't pick one. That's just like people ask me that question and I'm like I just can't pick one. I don't know if you guys are into astrology, but all of my like okay, let me not get so deep into it, but a lot of my signs are mutable. So that what that means is like I'm very like free flowing and I'm changing all the time. So I can't like I I'm always having new influences and stuff. So I can't say there is one. Um Okay, so if I had to pick one, I guess I would say Stevie. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. How come Stevie? Okay, um, he makes incredible, inc like he makes complicated chord changes, like complicated music sounds so simple and so relatable to the everyday person. And it's just such good, feel good music. Like even his sad songs are just very, feel good and he covers a wide range of like moods you know all kinds of moods but it's just i don't know it's just so good it's classic you know i love stevie wonder i could listen to him all the time especially i love my favorite time to listen to music is when you're cleaning the house or cleaning your apartment or whatever <laughs> and you have the windows open and you're burning incense and you're blasting music that's my favorite time to listen to music <laughs> you mentioned the sun is out <laughs> You mentioned his chord changes. Um, if you really love me, good example of that, right? Which uh, one? If you really love me, by Stevie. I'm not sure. I don't know what the chord changes for that, but I know like a lot of his chord changes in general. Like sometimes they're a lot more complicated than people think, but he packages it in a very like pop song way. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing because he could be like people from. No one can hate on Stevie Wonder, right? It could be like like really snobby music um heads and jazz heads and stuff like that could also appreciate stevie and then also like the everyday person can so yeah i would say stevie wonder if i had to pick one gotcha. let me let me ask this question um a lot of times as artists we get into a place where we become perfectionist um where mm -hmm. we we care so much about our sound that we overthink it we rework it we do it again we toss it and then we bring it back mm -hmm. how do you know when you're finished when your product is good when your product is ready to be released i would say um so i have struggled with that in my earlier days as an artist of being a perfectionist um but you realize that you never accomplish anything. <laughs> so after a certain point, you kind of just, you kind of just like are comfortable with like the imperfections sometimes. I can't really describe it, but like, um, I'll just work something until I know when to let it go. It's a, I can't put it into words. It's just like, there has to be a time when you need to let things go. That's just in life in general, right? It's not just about, <laughs> songs but that's just like the art of letting go so sometimes you got to be like okay let's finish like i gotta move on to the next thing 
So yeah, you cannot be, don't let your perfectionism be, um, you know, hinder you because it can really just stop people and just make them go around in a circle. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's not worth it. Gotcha. Yeah. I know you've done some live performances as well. Um, how do you, how much do you enjoy doing that versus actually recording the track? And do you enjoy doing it more or do you enjoy recording the tracks more than doing, doing it live? Uh, it's just so different. I like them equally. I, I like them equally in different ways. Like, um, singing live, I feel like you're really just holding space for people. You know what I mean? And just, it's all about energy in the room and energy with your audience and just being able to tr like capture people's attention and nothing goes is going to go perfectly when you're singing live because it's in real time but it's really just all about energy and being in the moment um whereas like recording i feel like that's just more like uh yeah that's more like um you can i don't know it's just different they're both amazing honestly i love i love both <laughs> I can't, I can't pick one. They're just both amazing. I love them both. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just that. So one, one is just as good as the other, you would say. Yeah. Recording and creating something is like giving birth to an idea. And it's just so satisfying to have, you know, to, to know that you created something so beautiful for on this, in this lifetime, you know? Or even if you don't love it all the time, it's like you you're cre you created it out of nothing. It didn't exist before. There's something very satisfying about that and very spiritual about that. And then with singing live, it's just like really cre creating an art form within the moment. Whereas like I feel like with recording, it's like you're creating something that lasts. And you can be you can start over and you can do things to perfect it somewhat and like leave like a little something behind for other people to listen to singing live is really just like you just creating a moment in real time reading the energy in the room and just trying to make people feel something feel what you're feeling gotcha yeah that's dope sending the energy back to them giving mm -hmm. it to them lastly first off we want to say we we definitely appreciate you once again being a part of the show with us sitting down with us and taking the time to allow us to get to know you better, allow your fans to get to hear you a little bit more and hear who you are as an artist. We know that networking is a part of the music business. We, we try to ourselves and work on our craft and not allow anybody to touch it as much as possible. But at the same time, we also know that I'm, nowhere, I'm, I'm nothing without the people that I'm connected to who are who are some of those people that you have met along the way that seem to be really dope? These, some of the artists that are coming out, that, that are coming, that are moving alongside of you that, hey, y'all need to check them out and you guys need to hear them just as much. Mm, um, there's a lot of dope artists, but I, okay, like I would say, I want to shout out my friend Dylan. He does a lot of, Dylan Golden, he's a rapper. Um, slash artist but he also does a lot of my video and photography work so like you know like that i really appreciate that i, I met him online um i met a couple 
a pro I've worked with this guy Malcolm Fong for a long for a lot of my previous uh, songs and you know he's an amazing producer honestly just like one of the best that I've ever come across um, I would say Frank Knight he invites me to a lot of different shows he's an incredible performer I don't know if you guys have checked him out but he's incredible and he's super supportive of just like growing the indie music scene in New York um, so I really appreciate him for that um, who else there's so many other people there's this guy Yasin who I collaborated for a long time he's uh, kind of going through some things right now so he kind of he stopped his craft but he was an incredible a photographer and a videographer that I work with. Um, I don't know. No. <laughs> There's a ton. I can't think of them all off the top of my head. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am now without like the help of uh, other creatives. Like being a music artist is not, you cannot do it by yourself. I mean, maybe you can, you'd have to learn like a gazillion different crafts. Um, but you know, I think it's collaborating is very important and it's all about supporting each other. So absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Again, yeah. we're, we're nothing without the, the people that we are networked and connected to. Mm -hmm. uh, again, definitely been to have you a part of the show with us as we are now heading into now we're now in the thick of 2022. We're moving towards 2023. What in store for your fans when it comes to your music who when it comes to you as an artist what can we all look forward to well if you're in the new york area i am doing two shows with so far sounds new york um it's there's one july 27th and then i have one august 7th so i don't know if anyone's um tuning in from the area but i'm gonna be doing that which i'm looking forward to um, and then other than that, I'm just really going to be uh, working on American Girl. I have a single coming out from one of uh, from that album called Lonely. I, I think it's, it's end of July. I don't know the exact date. I'll get back to you on that. Um, but I shot a lyric video to that as well. It's a really nice song. So I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, yeah, and that's it. Just more covers. Once I'm finished being in album mode, I will focus on like creating more content, just like more content, social media stuff. <laughs> so yeah, you'll see me a little bit more in a, in a little bit. And lastly, where can everyone check you out at? Where can they tune in to hear your music? Where can they, where can they find you? Well, of course, you can find me here on Instagram. My um, handle is at Nola Young. So that's N-O-L-A-H-Y-O-U-N-G. And that's, you can really find me on all platforms under that handle. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, all the platforms. Same handle. Yeah. <laughs> Nola, once again, it was a pleasure having you on the show with us. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. It was a, it was an absolute and to all of our fans, that is our time. We appreciate y'all tuning in with us as always. And you guys know why we do it. It's for one reason and one reason only. And it's because we love you. And with that said, once again, I am your host, Hitch Montana, with my co-host. Hey, like we said last couple of weeks, we got Twitter, that Mo Show one. We're on TikTok, that Mo Show. Spotify podcast, Apple podcast. If you don't find us, or if you don't listen to podcasts there, go ahead, anchor.fm slash that most show. But 
It's your boy, the podcast Marv Albert. Just two guys doing the show from their mom's basement. It's Cadmium. Peace. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you both. Thank Have a you. great night. Thank you. Bye.